Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Yankee Stadium. They win the final game, 5-2, to two, to remain the baseball champions of the world. The Yankees, with this 9-0 crusher, have won their 17th World Series. The Yankees again are world champions. The Yankees win their 21st World Series. The Yankees are champions of baseball. Ball game over. World Series over. Yankees win. The Yankees win. The Yankees are back on top. World champions for the 27th time. Welcome back to another episode of the Chase for 28 podcast. This is episode 15, and we are recording this on Friday, April 30th, 2021. It's me, Chris Nessie, at CJ Nessie on Twitter, here with my Yankee compadre, AJ Bianco. What's up, AJ? What's going on, Christopher? Another podcast recording of Yankee baseball talk, and I'm with it. I'm liking it. Good week of baseball from our, our Yankees. Definitely a good week of baseball, and we got a special treat for you because, AJ, we are not alone in the box. There's somebody else in the box. We have a, we have a guest host tonight. Yeah, that's right. What is up, Alex Rosenwald? Welcome to the booth. Hey, fellas. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Glad to be here. <laughs> there we go. Al- Alex is a casual baseball fan. He enjoys <laughs> science and a good meal. <laughs> that's that's a that's a pretty apt description, I would say. I'd say that I'm I'm rejoining the the Yankees faithful after being a, a rather casual Yankees fan for a while. Alex, that's I gotta right. say, after we, we've been friends for you know over ten years now, and you texted wow. me at the very beginning of this baseball season by saying I'm going to be watching more baseball and I'm going to text you about it, and I was like, this is great. So you've been texting me on the regular, happily, angrily. So I know you're getting into this baseball season, um, but welcome aboard. We're happy to have you here. Well, thanks. Thanks for having me. I love the show. So glad, glad I was glad to get that invite today. <laughs> well, I mean, we gave it to you a little bit further in advance than today. I mean, oh, well, yes, but. this is a well-oiled machine. <laughs> we, got, we got everything planned to the T, like a like a beautiful lesson plan. Uh, but also, also time time is meaningless these days. So I mean, time time is a flat circle. Who, who knows what a day really is? Exactly. All right. Well, as we get into this episode, the Yankees are currently playing the Detroit Tigers at the stadium. I believe, as I look at my tiny little phone, they're in the bottom of the sixth inning. It is ten nothing. Cole throwing a gem. Some people would call it a shutout. I would agree. People are hitting home runs, people that we haven't been happy with. But before we get into what's going on the last week and tonight, we have our Yankee trivia question. We are prepared. We are on track. And our question comes from the incomparable Chase for 28 trivia podcast provider, my dad, John Nessie. What's up, Pop? So 
My dad, after listening to last week's episode, felt that our question was pretty weak. And he texted me and said, he texted me and said, sounds like you guys were reaching for a question. So here's one for you. And here's this question. Who are the top five switch hitting home run hitters in Yankee history? We're looking for the top five switch hitting home run hitters in Yankee history. So we'll come at you with that answer before we say goodbye today. That's a crazy question. I got to be honest with you there. Well, it's also an unfair question. It's an unfair question because John is old and oh. we, we are not. Oh, oh. he's going to hear this. Alex. <laughs> That's fine. John, John, I love you. I love you. But that, uh, honestly, though, I was proud to say that I got three of them right before I scrolled down and looked at the answer. So I did. I, I, I knew three of the five. So we, we will certainly get to that and have a little fun. I gotta um, think about it. You got to think about it. So don't scroll down. AJ. Uh, what are you thinking this week as uh, another week of the season is just about in the books? How do you feel? feel different than I did uh, last week, but still not completely sold. Um, obviously, they, they kind of look like the team that, that they were building to be. They are the quote-unquote Bronx Bombers. Um, but there's, there's still issues. It's good for them. They, I think they won six of nine, right? So that's that's pretty good. It's better than what they did before. So, you know, looking good. Looking good. Promising. But again, playing teams like Baltimore and Detroit. We'll do that for you. And, and you know, there's still some things that are just not, it's not good. Like runners left on base is, is not good. Base is loaded with one I feel out. like the, uh, not the only team that leaves more men on base is the Mets. Wow. <laughs> wow but the other day i mean against baltimore again alex let, let me bring in here too does splitting the four game set with baltimore bother you it bothered me what, what do you think alex how, how'd you feel about I that i think it does i mean so i'm looking at how they're performing tonight right you know all the home runs all the all the hitting everything that you want to see from the team everything that you'd think will, on paper what this team would be but I don't need to see this kind of performance when Cole's on the mound. I need to. I, I, you can get away with a three-run performance when Cole's on the mound when he's pitching a gem like he's normally doing. You've got to do this when you've got a bullpen game when Montgomery's maybe not having his best stuff, right? You know, when you're when when just you, when when your your bullpen, even though the Yankees bullpen's been phenomenal, right? Like this is not the kind of batting performance I want to see when Cole's on the mound. I need to see this four four other nights out of the week. So. Yeah, it's nice that they're able to do this now, but it, but it's almost kind of like what AJ says, right? You know, you know, if Stanton's hitting well, that's fantastic. But if it's in garbage time, it's it's not helpful. Um, I think that this portends well, but at the same time, it's easy to beat up on Baltimore. I, I'm not happy with the Baltimore split. I would have liked to have seen them take three from Baltimore, but. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is the kind of performance that. Yeah, it's great that they're doing this tonight. I'm glad everybody's smacking homers and getting all over the ball. I need to see it consistently. And this is the first time I'm seeing this team all season. One of my other takeaways from the Baltimore series was they should have put up a lot more runs. We, we just said a second ago that they've been leaving a lot of men in scoring position. You know, they, th- those first two games, they probably should have put up 10 to 15 runs both nights and they did not. So they scored some runs. They they did enough to win the games. What is going? Oh, what is that? 
What are they showing highlights of? That's when Mo hurt his knee playing the outfield. Why does it seem like when we're recording this podcast, they're showing these bogus, bad, low-light replays? Well, it's 10 nothing in a game right now, so... So I'm that's sure what we need to talk about today. Is that time Mariano Rivera no, looked if, like he got shot in the woods? We had the sound on. I'm sure there was a there was a reason for it. But if you go back, I, I total agreement. Three out of um, three out of four should have been what the Yankees did. They they had an awful game game one against Baltimore. Um, Aaron Judge getting thrown out of third base to end the inning oh. is pathetic. And, and Boone's mistake. Like I don't I don't know what happened there. Boone's mistake with a challenge. There was two mistakes there. Mistake by the umpire, and then the mistake by Boone by not calling it right away. You're in the eighth inning of a game. Replay. Like, there's no thoughts. You don't need it. You know? So, let's say it was a 4-3 game. I don't think they were going to score it less thing anyway. Um, but that game that game was a tough one, so we'll give that one the loss. Yesterday's game. So, Thursday's game. You're leaving guys on base, second and third. Base is loaded. Like, we, we, we can't be having these situations because nothing is, nothing is changing. And that's... And that's that's the problem, you know. Scoring two runs against Baltimore. Who pitched yesterday? I don't know. High schooler. Why didn't they hit him? They they they, they were saying on the broadcast that the Yankees typically they will beat up on the pitcher you think that they're not supposed to beat up on, and then you get a rookie, somebody you never heard of, and they can't do anything. And again, yesterday's game is another situation where what are they doing with this man on second? Extra innings. I don't even want to know. Have they won a game in extra innings yet this year? One? I think they won one they time. Won one, I think they won one game once. against Tampa. They won so one. They game. are like one in three or one in four in this whole man on second extra innings scenario. Man, like look at how easy it was for Baltimore. So simple. They did not even get a hit to win the game. Baltimore made two straight outs to win the ball game. That's why the rule is not a good rule. It really is not a good rule. Like, you bunt the guy over, you get a sack fly. Okay, that's it. That's not exciting. That's like the NFL giving it to one team. Here, kick a field goal. Game's over. But at the same time, I, I would make the argument that hitting a sacrifice fly is a skill like any others. And do you know how many sacrifice flies the Yankees have this season? Can you I, guess? I saw the stat the other cause, day. Because I can see. And the answer is two. Two. Two sacrifice flies the entire year. That's, yeah, that's Alex, it's two, but one of them came 23 games into the season. <laughs> So, it's been it's been one more since then, which is <laughs> what three days ago now. So that's two sack it's, flies this week. I just I just wonder if it's a if it's a mentality thing, right? The idea that again, if they think that they're built to build home runs, that they just want to step up and they want to smash the cover off the ball, and instead of playing smart ball. Now, again, I'm not a baseball player, so so let's just make sure that all our listeners are clear on this. I spent the better part of my formative years with my head in a pool, staring at the bottom of a, of a, of a, a swimming lane, staring at a black line for two hours on end. So like hand-eye coordination for me, is is a is a rare gift and the fact that anybody can even come close to like hitting a ball with a bat i think is is amazing um but that said these are professionals and they're at the top of their game in the highest league you know at the highest level you're leaving 168 men on base this season like it's like i mean yeah right like when when you when you put it like that it's inexcusable right stop trying to hit a home run put the bat on the ball Put it into play, get the move the runners over. Right. And I'm not saying here that like Stanton and Judge should be up there trying to bunt, right? Even though I'd love to see them play small. But do something because you're 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 not accomplishing what you think you're accomplishing. And it's it's frustrating. It's frustrating as a fan. That that's where that's it. I mean, I 
I love seeing a ten no I, I love seeing a ten oh game, but that that's where you know Stanton frustrates me because you know, last week when we were doing this, we were watching him, you know, where he stands in the box, just looks really out of position, doesn't make adjustments. And but then the rest of this week it seemed that he wasn't trying to hit the ball over the fence. He went with some pitches, he had some nice singles, some doubles, he was mashing. You know, he was using the whole field. And that's what and, and Alex, what you 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 crunched some numbers. What did his batting average do this week? It went up over, over the last nine days. It went up about a hundred points, and I think it speaks to exactly what you're saying. Put the ball in play. Don't don't worry about crushing it. You know, we know you can. Yeah, but there, there was that ball hit nice. in Baltimore where they tried to sneak the fastball in there, and he he mm-hmm. mashed it. It's you know. nice to see him hitting balls 120, 121 miles per hour for base hits. Like that, that's huge. I, I don't know the exact stat, but I heard Michael K say it on the radio. Like when you put a ball in play above 118 miles per hour, I think it's like a 90% chance that ball is not getting fielded. And you can saw that. Like I can't tell you how many balls hit off the glove of the third baseman and shortstop as they're trying to dive and they could not make that play. Yeah, that, that that's what we need. I, again, let's let's have him and have all their approaches be let's hit for average you'll make they'll you'll hit the mistakes you'll get your home runs you'll get your rbis get on no, base i can't agree with that one why not we're not hitting we're not hitting for average in 2021 baseball players are not hitting for average like you're going to get a couple of guys that can hit for average but most of these players today are not hitting for average it's just the the pitching is too good these days to hit for average the the you know, you're going to see like LeMahieu last year. You're not seeing a 360 this year. You know, you're going to see maybe a 320. You know, Mike Trout will put again, up the 320 like he does. would sign up for 320. I would sign up. I understand, but we don't have those guys. We don't have guys like that. Mike Trout can probably put the ball wherever he wants to whenever he gets up at bat. We don't have that. Can, can I Can I break in with a, just a really funny story about Mike Trout real fast? Sure. My neighbors, so I live in a townhome development and we have like a shared backyard and I was sitting outside listening to the Yankee game and I don't remember, this was a couple of weekends ago and my two neighbors across the, the way were talking about baseball and one of them was like, yeah, you know, I think Mike Trout's really underrated and, and unappreciated by the, by the, by baseball fans and the national media and the look on my face, I mean, I consider myself a casual baseball fan, but I mean, come on, like, like, really, like, is that what you is that where you're coming from? That he's underappreciated and underrated by the media. I mean, the poor guy uh, plays plays at Anaheim, so like, you, I mean, we know who he is. <laughs> baseball, you know, baseball fans know who he is. He should be such a bigger star. Like, he should totally just be the face of baseball. Right. That, that that's a baseball problem. Right. right. Could you imagine you know, him in New York? Could you imagine what he would look like all over the country as like the biggest baseball star in the world? Even if he was, even if he was on the Mets, I think that, I mean, right. like, I'm you just know, saying, think, about, yeah. think about when we were growing up, right. You know, Daryl Strawberry, like, like the, 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 the 86 Mets were, were iconic. Mm-hmm. I mean, misfits, but iconic. Right. And, but just the fact that they were like, oh yeah, he's underappreciated. I was like, dude, he's arguably the best player in baseball. He sure like, is. Oh, it's for sure. He but sure is. Is he undermarketed by the sport? That's but everybody not baseball's is. way. Baseball everybody is undermarketed. Right. I, I heard a thing the other day with, with all the blackout garbage with, hmm. you know, in market, out of market, all that crap uh, that, you know, there were players complaining that. And, and I, I sort of found out that like players have special online accounts to watch content and, and stream games. That's the impression I got from what I heard. And 
there were players complaining that they were blacked out of watching certain games on their special Major League Baseball. I work for the league account to watch this stuff. I'm blacked out. So That's they're crazy. not letting their own players watch all the content. You know, baseball is a problem. Yeah. Baseball is a serious problem. Mm-hmm. It's unfortunate because it's a game that that I think the three of us love, and I, I it's it's my first love when it comes to sports. Well, the problem so. is is baseball is a game that you learn to love as a child. You don't decide I love baseball at thirty five, and you just discover the magic of baseball, right? That's fair. Absolutely. You know, we all have memories of you know fathers, uncles, brothers, cousins. You know, wiffle ball just. We got into this game as children, and baseball does a horrible job doing that. So agreed. But that's a sorry. I didn't mean to to get us off topic. Nope. No, that's, is, that's 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 par for the course. Here. Just, <laughs> just a foul ball in this podcast. There we go. Let's 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 put the next one in play. Oh, I love it. All right. So uh, what do we got here? So something I threw in the notes here is Kyle Higashioka the answer to our catching problems. Mm-hmm. Should we trade Gary Sanchez? Should Gary Sanchez be the backup? What do we think? Do we want Kyle to make us smile? Do we want Kyle Higashioka to be the home run stroker? What's going on, boys? My son loves that. He loves listening to the game to hear the home run stroker. He came down running the other night. He goes, he goes Dad, the home run stroker just got another home run. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's good. Um, is he the answer? I mean, look, he's better than Gary, and and I think that's that's pretty clear. You know, I don't know if I don't know if his power numbers are better than Gary, but his catching numbers sure are because the guys that have have pitched against Higashioka this week had some good games. Herman had a good game, and we have Cole having a great game. Well, he's out of the game right now, but yesterday Montgomery had a pretty crummy start to the game, and who is behind the plate? And his catching style is still critiqued in a negative way. So Mr. Sanchez really needs to figure it out. Should they trade him? No, they're not going to trade him. That would be my question for you, though. If if they were going to trade him, I mean, what are you trading him for? You know, so you're going to go from you're upgrading your defense and you're pitching. You're you're downgrading your offense. What are you what are you looking for in a trade? And who's going to who's going to make that trade for you? I mean, what do you want? I mean, to me, I want an outfielder like, you know, but is that is that going to happen? I have no idea what the option would be to get mm-hmm. rid of him or move on from him. So that's why it's probably not going to happen because you're not going to. I mean, equal value means you're not getting a very good baseball player right now. Yeah, there's no trade value for him. It's. Agreed. And that, that, that's why I say, mm-hmm. like, and I asked that question because that answers the question, are they going to move on for the answers? No. I mean, Garrett Cole will be Higashioka's personal cat pitcher. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I love the way you two say that, by the way. Um, <laughs> and then who knows, you know, I mean, Sanchez, you know, what do you do? I mean, I agree with you. I think that, that pitchers pitch better games with Higashioka. I think that he is a, he's a better catcher from that point of view. I think that, I don't think he can match Sanchez's offensive numbers, though. So well, the problem he's is Gary's not though. matching Gary's numbers. Yes, he is. He's batting one forty again. He's right there. He's perfect. <laughs> uh, well, I, I also read uh, as of today that you know Rob. The headline was basically you know the, the Yankees' new backup catcher could be ready to go because they said that Robinson Chirinos. 
his he's recovered from his broken wrist and he's at the alternate site. So you got a backup catcher. Uh, who knows? I don't know. I, I I I would love Gary to be Gary all winter. I talked about wanting Gary to be Gary Sanchez and capture. You sure did. You know, 2016, 2017. But, you know, and part of the, the conversation was also, you know, oh, get rid of Frazier too. Frazier's not performing. Well, here, here's, here was the difference, and I agree, and I forget where I heard this, is that Gary Sanchez basically sucked last year, and he still sucks. Clint Frazier was pretty decent last year, and he just hasn't gotten going yet. And there's a big difference between not playing well and not getting started versus this is a prolonged, like, is this what you are now? So right. I still think Frazier has upside, yeah. whereas Gary, I'm, I, I really question it at this point. Yeah, I think we're seeing. I think we're seeing what Gary is. I think this is this is who he is. We know he can hit for power, but like he's getting beat by fastballs all the time. It's like, almost just like blown right by him. Remember when the Yankees had Jesus Montero, and he was the next going to be the next yeah. great Yankee catcher. Yeah, and they traded him, and then his career went bleh, nowhere. Yep, Seattle tried to move him to first base, and this goes back to your point, AJ. That. Should they have traded him a couple of years ago to get value? Instead, this time they bought into this is the guy. Whereas if they moved him, maybe this is we'd be sitting here saying, ah, look, he fizzled out. He, he, he didn't turn into anything special and he wasn't our catcher. The, the only problem with that is that we didn't have anybody at this time, you know, a couple of years ago. There was nobody else, you know, as as the catcher. I mean, you could have obviously could have grabbed somebody, but. Like at that point, you kind of run on Gary. You let him. You see what he has, what he could do. And unfortunately, we're seeing he can't do anything. But Higashioka wasn't ready. I don't even know who we had. Austin Romine was he? You know, is that the answer? Yeah, Romine was the backup. Yeah, but wasn't I was gonna say? But wasn't also one of the reasons why they moved, Yankees moved on from Montero was because they had Sanchez coming up. Like they they That's had correct. him. Like yeah. Yeah. that. So. <laughs> It's almost one of those things, you know, you don't want to ever throw good money after bad, but I think that's really where the Yankees are at at this point with him, where it's, they've, they've invested in him and they, they've, I wouldn't say they've mortgaged the future. I mean, I don't know what his contract situation is like, but you know, I mean, he's 28, you know, he, he he's, he's, you know, still in, relatively in his prime. Mm-hmm. Can you, can you get value for him on the trade market? I mean, I don't know. That's no, there's no everybody's tradable. It's just. Are you getting back? Any, right. What value exactly. are you getting back? Right now, he's right. a couple buckets of baseballs. Yeah. So the question is: Is Higashioka serviceable for the rest of the season? You know, or moving forward, would Higashioka be serviceable? And then whoever the Yankees have in in the minor leagues, which I, I mean, I'm not a I'm not a minor league follower again yeah. as a casual baseball fan. But in my brief googling that I've done, there's nothing there. You know, like the, the this move should have been made years ago when Real Muto was a free agent. You know, we should have got Real Muto instead of Stanton. Problem solved. You know, could have paid him the money. He's younger, maybe not that much younger. I think maybe maybe a year, but still, like there's nobody else now because Higashioka is 31 years old. So he's right. He's and the and answer then the fear for, is, could be the answer for this year, but not next year. Right. The fear is is Higashioka good playing once every five days, two times a week. And if he becomes the starting catcher, do you then realize, oh, this is why he's the backup catcher and not a starting catcher? Does he, does, do his flaws become more exposed playing every day? 
I guess we're we're, we're going to find out. We're going to find, find out. out. <laughs> yeah. I, I tend to agree. I a hundred percent expect at one point Higashioka is going to going to be a lot more regular in the. Uh, you know, especially I mean, what Sanchez played what two thirds of the games in two thousand nineteen. So like, you know, oh. the stash strikes nope. again. Nope. Nope. Learning nope. track power. Sure. Nope. Yeah, oh, wow. there's a. Yeah, I, I, look, we know Sanchez. The exper- I think the experiment here is kind of falling apart. I think you're right on Frazier. I think he's starting to see the ball better, he's starting to hit the ball better. Change his stance, so maybe that's part of it. But I, I think I think for for Gary. I think the Kraken is uh, going back underwater. Yeah. Well, speaking of other things that make us scratch our heads, what what, what, do, what do you got, Alex? I'm sorry. Oh, no. I was just, uh, it was uh, Odora again, warning track power for. Uh, got to hit the weight room. Yeah. <laughs> um, in uh, other questionable Yankee decision making, uh, gentlemen, they made a trade this week that literally came out of nowhere. The sock man is gone. <laughs> I was I was shocked when I heard this on the radio. I turned on and you know in the morning and it was like oh you know headlines and it was like this the you know they were going uh, they were going through the sports you know the the quick headlines and I was like what like I I just I was baffled absolutely baffled by this decision. But Chris, do you want to tell us about Wandy Peralta? Well, so the Yankees traded Mike Talkman. Outfielder, base dealer. By the way, here was the thing that aggravated me, and thank you to John and Susan for cluing me into this. Uh, the Yankees have, at least at the time of this stat, while they were in Baltimore, had four stolen bases on the year. Talkman had two nothing, of them. Nothing. Nothing's changed. And, nothing's and changed. They've had. A- <laughs> Susan was like, "So does this mean now they have two? And Talkman took his two stolen bases to San Francisco." <laughs> It's just like, so they traded Mike Talkman to the Giants for left-handed relief pitcher, Wandy Peralta. Don't know who Wandy Peralta is? Please allow me. Oh, I can't wait. Tell me about <laughs> Wandy. Tell me about his career. So let, let me dig into my little uh, my little field notes notebook as I, where did you say I drove Alex to the Midwest scouting players in the cornfields? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, here, here's what I took off of NJ.com. Uh, Peralta has a very has very good velocity from the left side because he's a left-handed pitcher. I don't know who wrote this. Uh, he doesn't use the pitch often, though. Peralta has thrown a four-seamer with 36% of the pitches, according to StatCast, and only used it 22% of the time last season. He's something of a junk baller with his slider coming in as his most used pitch each of the past three seasons. Peralta also employs a useful changeup about 25% of the time. And his uh, fastball average is 96 miles an hour. And he'll be a left-hander out of the pen. Good. He averages 96 miles an hour. He doesn't throw it very much. So you know, first pitch he'll throw will be a home run. Well, maybe on the slider, you know, different pitching coach, different situation. Oh, stop it. Oh, also, by the way, Talkman in his Giants debut went three for four. <laughs> of course he did. Of course he <laughs> did. deserves to be playing. Because he's he's good. Did the Yankees really need another lefty in the bullpen? It's, I mean, like, seriously, I, I just don't I just don't understand this move at all. You could make the argument that the Yankees have one of the better bullpens in the AL. And how like how are you trade like that was immediately my first question. Do the Yankees need another lefty in the pen? And my answer is no. I, I think that you're better off truthfully 
sit Frazier and let Talkman play, you know, like in the outfield. Like why? I, I just I just don't understand. I think Cashman's trying to get too cute. Mm-hmm. I, I think he's trying to be too clever. <clears throat> now, granted, hopefully, I mean, there is the chance we're sitting here looking like idiots in October when we end this podcast. Oh. <laughs> I mean, there is oh, that listen. chance. <laughs> listen, he comes in and, and get, gets that big out in, in, in the eighth inning. Yeah, okay, I'll own it now. But for right now, I just don't see the need for it at all. Like, Chappie, what, struck out three in a row last night? Like, you know, has he let up a run this season? Like, you know, you, you, your ninth inning is set. You, your bullpen is solid. Maybe, listen, I, I always have to assume that maybe Ch- that, that Cashman knows something that we don't know, right? Like, the, the, they know something that we as fans don't. But to me, this move just doesn't make sense. Like, I just don't get it. No, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense to me. I feel like, you know, we have liked Talkman now for a couple of years. Last year, he didn't have a good year. This year, he was doing okay. He's not hitting the ball for the Yankees. You saw he was getting, he was overmatched. He's getting beat by a fastball. Um, so maybe that's part of it. So maybe that was the value that, that he was. He was a lefty reliever to San Francisco. Um, you know, I, I, will this guy be seen a lot? I don't know how he fits in the bullpen because he came up and now all of a sudden Michael King goes back down. So now they're going to have that weird that weird rotation of when we call somebody up, somebody has to go down. So who, they, who how are they going to do this? Because Probably with their a bus bench, or a train. That's a good one. I think they use planes, though, in the majors. Um, they are not flying from LaGuardia to Scranton. To Scranton? <laughs> <laughs> Who's in, who knows? Who's going to Tampa? No, no the but, alternate but, site's in Scranton. Anyway. <laughs> whatever. Doesn't matter. I don't care where it is. Like You're, you're not going to see much of these guys. Um, our bench is... Weak, weak bench. What's our bench? Our bench is Gardner, Wade, and Ford. That's our bench. You have an extra guy in the bullpen now. And then Sanchez or Higashioka, depending on right. who's who's yeah. starting. Right. Like it, it's it's thin. That's why I, I, that's why I just don't. It's again why it just doesn't make any sense to me. And I want like to whatsoever. make a uh, a public apology to you, AJ. Tyler Wade sucks. <laughs> Surprise! We've known that for six years. I don't know how the guy is still on the team. Can't bunt. I'm sorry. He makes he makes some terrible base running mistakes. Like I'm for a guy who's fast, who bunts with two strikes? At that point, just try and hit the ball. Well, he can't hit. That's why he's bunting. You stick well, the bat out there. You gotta hope. Well, I understand that. Look, for a guy who's all speed, he cannot run the base as well. I, I just, I guess, again, we talked about this a couple weeks ago. I think it's just the fact that he can play multiple positions in the infield. Let's find a guy who can bunt. Bunting is a lost art for these players today. That's true. Only true. a few guys can do it. So, like, again, I mean, not playing baseball, I've got to imagine, right, when you've got people who are able to, you got pitchers who are able to throw 100, 102 miles an hour, you know, your upper 90s, low 100s. Can you even have any control over what you're doing with a bunt, with a pitch coming in that fast? I mean, from a as a physics teacher, like, I can tell you the odds are probably not. But, you know, you two would probably know better than I would. Like, I mean, is that I know even nothing feasible? about physics. <laughs> well, <laughs> Look, it comes down to technique. And when you watch some of these major leaguers try to bunt, clearly they weren't paying attention in Little League or high Correct. school. They, Correct. They, they don't the square around. Wrong. You know, I, a sacrifice bunt means you, you don't you wait till the pitch is in the lineup. 
<laughs> you 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 turn, you square, you are you are giving yourself up. You are saying, I am going to make an out so I can advance the runner or runners. And these guys, it's like as the pitch is coming in, then they're squaring around like they're button for a base hit. All right, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Here he is. This Here just in is. making his Yankee debut, Wandy Peralta. Do we want to call this live? <laughs> oh man. First pitch. I want to bomb. Stepping on, into Goodrum. the box, Nico Goodrum. He's 0 for 2 with two strikeouts. The lefty comes Ooh, set. He threw 96. 96. I was going to say, I think, I'm on, I think I'm delayed from, from you guys. 29 years old from the Dominican Republic. Six MLB season. That's a 96-mile-an-hour strike on the outside corner. 472 ERA. 88 changeup. Uh, you're, okay, you're calling it faster. Go ahead. 472 in tw- 220 MLB games as a reliever. A 472 ERA as a reliever? Are you kidding me? He was acquired on my birthday. That's special. That was a nice changeup right there. Struck him out, swinging. So he struck out his first batter as a Yankee Boom. reliever. That's it. He's in. Welcome like to New York. Earns his pinstripes in a 10 nothing game. Way to go, Wandy. Well, actually, as Wandy. we're doing this, I'm thinking, maybe he'll make his debut tonight while they're up in the means nothing. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. By the way, Nets Bucks coming up at 3 p.m. Saturday, <laughs> Sunday on Yes. <laughs> yes, too. Exciting stuff. Um, so we'll keep you attuned we'll keep to what's happening day. here. <laughs> Akil Badu. What would John Sterling do with this guy? <laughs> Badu, do, do, da, da. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Wow. Wandy, look at this. Four pitches, two outs. Nice. Maybe he should be a starter. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, the next guy is stepping in. Uh, our week in review. So overall, Yankees, again, this game is not finished, but currently the Yankees are 11 and 14, three games under 500, tied for last in the American League East. Wah, wah. Last week, and I've decided to be more specific, AJ, as we keep track of what they do the week before. So we're going to keep track of this from Saturday to Thursday Ooh, while we okay. talk about the Friday night game. Okay, so I dig it. between last Saturday and yesterday, the Yankees went three and three. They went three and one against Cleveland overall, and they obviously split with Baltimore, which we already talked about. Mm -hmm. Uh, And they are obviously currently playing the Tigers, who are eight and 18 and last in the AL Central. This is a battle of two basement dwelling teams as uh, I don't know who was up, but popped out to Hicks making the catch in right center. So Yankees one three up, three down for my new favorite Yankee, Wandy (laughs) Peralta. Listen, you'll, you'll have to see it. Wandy, 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 Wandy. Wow, that was beautiful, guys. Help me, Wandy. Help me get you. Sorry. All right. For the um, five people that are listening, sorry about that. There you go. Well, my dad knows I can't sing, <laughs> so so does so, do, so does my wife. So we're good. Uh, so that's uh their last week. That's the uh, the weekend review. Uh, but certainly after, it, it looks like the Yankees will win this game and they will improve to 12 and 14 on the season. And the Tigers will go to 8 and 19. And uh, we'll be on our way into this uh, weekend series, which, by the way, guess who's going to the game on Sunday? You, you said are. that last week. You are. We know. I know. I am. Jealous. Very excited. Very, I'm curious very excited. I'm curious about that. So let me know how that goes. I, yeah, I, I was I'll be live streaming on the Twitter for a little bit of the, I'll do that. I'll be honest. I had a couple of friends go last weekend to the game last Saturday. And are they still they alive? Great. Okay, good. They, said they, they are still alive. They were they were sitting they were sitting out in left field, um, and they said that it was you know good experience. And speaking of which, uh, 
Mayor de Blasio, say what you want. Uh, New York City opens up on July 1st. Grand opening. That's right. <laughs> the new and improved New York City. As Jay-Z said, grand opening, grand closing. That was Chris Rock, <laughs> but okay. No. It's a song. Jay-Z, oh. Jay-Z said it. It was Jay-Z. Oh. The song. Yeah, I'm curious Curious to know how that goes. Who are you going with, Chris? Uh, going with my mom, my dad, my brother, and my sister-in-law. It's a kind of a nice. birthday gift. Oh, fantastic. So, uh, yeah, very excited. My, my brother said that uh, they got big plans for, for this, so I have no idea what to expect. I have no idea what are we going to see. Are we are we going to see Chris Nessie up on the uh, up on the scoreboard? Happy birthday, Chris Nessie! I don't know. Scoreboard? I don't know. Maybe. Oh, I don't know. that would be fantastic. Be the only way I get my saying? name up on the board. I have no idea. But, oh, this could be like you could be on TV. I could be on TV. I could be by, I'll be behind the plate. Hey, Is guys. It one o'clock game. Uh, Sunday, one o five. Yeah. Okay. Right. Gates I'll open at eleven. I'll <laughs> check it out when I'm done coaching. Nice. Believe me. Once I know where I am, I'll be like, I'll text you both. Yeah, just text me, yeah, because I'll, uh, I'll. And if I'll you're following, you. uh, I mean, you guys follow, but if you follow Chase for Twenty Eight Pod on Twitter, I'll do some live streaming of wherever I am during pregame and all that crap. I love it. So, do, 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 yeah. Do, do, all right. Hot or not? Woo. Who's hot? Who's not? AJ. Woo. Normally, you get to do the knots, but Alex, why don't you take us through who's hot right now? Oh. Gio Urshela, hot week, right? 273, two home runs. One lucky Just got another base hit. And that's that's what I want to see, right? Like, like, you know, good power. Just every time he steps up into the play, into the badge box, I'm convinced something good is going to happen, right? Like he's got that, he's got that swagger. He's got that confidence. I love it, right? I mean, Cole, Garrett Cole is just, I mean, any pitcher not named Jacob deGrom, like, I mean, he's, Cole is is uh, in April, right? Like clearly the best pitcher in in the American League. Um, again, if not for Degrom's insanity going on over in Queens, you know he's probably the best pitcher in baseball. Um, Chad Green, right? Like let's talk about the bullpen. Like as I said before, bullpen's great. You know, like like it's one of those things. It's nice. It's nice having a bullpen that like I don't have like gut twists. Whenever, like, you know, when Boone decides he wants to, you know, pull the starter and go to the pen, it's just nice to know that there are dependable arms out there, right? And again, even though it's not anything specifically this week, I mean, Chapman's Chapman's lights out in the ninth. Like, I love it. You know, and again, it's one of those things that it's just as a Yankees fan, uh, you know, who came up in the 90s and the 2000s, it's just nice to be able to be like, oh, it's the sixth inning and we're ahead. Great. Game's over. Like, you know, it's just, it's just nice. Like it's comfortable. It's that, it's that sweet spot of, of Yankees fandom that just makes me all warm and tingly inside. Right. I love it. You know, Chris, you look like you're about, it's looks like you're about to disagree with me about something. Only here's the only thing I don't like about what you said. And that is, yeah. Chapman lights out in April, May, June, July, August. September. Fair. Problem is, as a Yankee, he has not been lights out when I need him to be lights out in October. And th- you know what? That that's a hundred percent fair, and, and I completely agree with you. But I'm g- I'm going to take the positives where I can find them right now. I, I, I believe in your positives. Obviously, I agree with what you say about Cole Green. Certainly, he's been one of the, he might be the best pitcher out of the bullpen right now. Right? He's not giving up runs. He's striking guys out. He's not walking. You know, he's not walking a lot of guys. Um, he pitched three innings in Baltimore. 
during that series. And uh, he, he's been pitching very well. You hope that continues Juan, because. Don't forget, Wani Peralta is coming out of the bullpen just putting guys out. That's, he's done too. That's right. <laughs> no hits. Right now, Wandy Peralta zero, is our zero, player zero, of the week. <laughs> For next week, he leads the hot list right now. I love it. He's right behind Cole, who's obviously throwing another gem. You're, you're, you're skipping one guy. You got to give props to. Go he had a couple more hits tonight. Throw him on the hot list. Mike Stanton. Mike Stanton. <laughs> <laughs> Because he's playing like he used to. He's <laughs> For those who don't know, Giancarlo, a.k.a. Mike Stanton. Mike Stanton. Oh, what was it What was it like his first two years he went by Mike Stanton? Yeah, he went by Mike. Yeah, and all ridiculous. of a sudden he said, I'm, I'm, call me Giancarlo. I love it. He's, okay. like, he's like Lennon. It's like a made-up name. Yeah. You know, I just... It's cool. But it's no, like when good, Sting good had to go him. around and tell people, Can, would you mind calling me Sting? Thank you, Dana Carvey. Thank you. Thank you. I see. Yes. You're welcome. Yeah, give me another we'll give beer, him. Gordo. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, who is not hot? And in all fairness, I put together the not hot list prior to today's game. And on the list are the usual suspects. Aaron Hicks, Brett Gardner, and uh, Clint Frazier. I wanted to write the Yankee outfield, but Stan's been playing well. Judge, when he's not sore from the waist down, don't know what he's doing to be sore from the waist down. Um, AJ, did you get that TikTok I, I sent you? Yeah, I saw the TikTok you sent me. I was... I- I was going to come in tonight with a hot, you know, coming hot with like, oh, thanks for having me. I wasn't sure if I was going to make it. I've been experiencing some low, some lower body soreness. There you go. And I wasn't sure if I was going to make it tonight. Well, you have some lower body soreness, and then you turn around and hit two home runs, including a grand slam. That's blissing. Way to go, Judge. That's great. All rise. Did you not know, Chris, that he did a grand slam tonight? You look surprised he when hit, I said that. He, he hit <laughs> he a, a grand, grand slam tonight. Yes. You mean yeah. a bomb you mean, to right field. You mean Um, salami? Yeah, man. A bomb. I will have to get the call for that. Wait, what? What's this? Yes, it's nothing. It's right here. Wait, here it comes. The one one. Swung on and hit in the air to deep center. That ball is high. It is far. It is gone into Monument Park. A judgian blast. Oh, he drilled one on the net, covering the retired numbers. Well, he's rounding third, and here comes the judge. <laughs> Thank you. Where's John. the salami? That's not the salami. I, they the don't have the Ricky Ricardo call on the uh, WFAN oh, Twitter. Oh, man. But I do have this one. And this makes my children happy because they love this one. There's a pitch. It's hit in the air to deep left. That ball is high. It is far. It is gone. Aaron Hicks homers to deep left center over the auxiliary scoreboard and halfway back into the grandstand crowd. Hicks hits one to the sticks. That's the second Yankee home run of the inning and the third home run of the game for the Yanks, and they now lead 4 nothing. Yeah. Yep. That's right. He had an 0 for 18 slump for the home run. How about that? Yeah. 
that's why I, I'm still happy keeping him on the not list, right? Yeah, that's yeah, great. Absolutely. So now he's right. now he's one he's one for nineteen. Yeah, fantastic. Oh, he's one for twenty because awesome. he just popped up and grabs <laughs> <has> a bat. <laughs> right. Well, and, and we also have this one again. I, I love to do the calls and 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 hear these. So uh, here's Big Red. And the pitch hit in the air to left down the line. It is gone. It got over the wall. A line drive home run for Clint Frazier. Along with the left field to Harold Castro. I was waiting the ball to hit the wall and come off. But it it cleared the fence into the first row. So Frazier goes downtown. And the Yankees take a 2-0 lead. Yo, can I just can I just say like I, I hate to, I hate to say this, John's losing it. <laughs> Sir, losing it's already it. lost. It's lost. I, I I understand, but like listening to him is like a struggle. It's been a struggle for many years, but it's it's worse now. So bad. I don't know. I think I I have the nostalgia. It it's it, it hits me right where I live. And then even so, when I was one day I was listening to the Yankee game, you know my father-in-law used to love listening to the Yankee game. So like, it was just nice. Like, you know, Stephanie was like, Oh, this is like really cool. Like, you know, you know, you listen to the Yankee game on a Sunday day. It's like my dad, you know, would be out in the backyard listening to the game. So like, again, like we talk about like that, that idea of like baseball, like being tied to like memories of youth, like that's it. And I think that's one of the reasons why Steph has been very, very happy to be like, yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll turn the Yankee game on. That's fine. Right. Because like, that's, that was, her growing up, you know, her dad always having the game on in the background. So, like, I don't know. As much as I agree with you, AJ, I think Sterling is 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 kind of losing a losing a step mm-hmm. here or there. I, I, I still love it. So I love it too. And this is something. And I know this is totally off topic, but I'm going to talk about this for a second because I can because you can't stop me. Um, like I was listening to, like I said to you guys earlier, I watch a lot of baseball and I watch. Like a lot of the highlights and stuff like that, and, and big parts are, are here. There's a lot of the guys who do the play-by-play are just like old, like it's just old men just doing play-by-play of baseball. I wonder if that is what drives people away from listening. Like, like you listen to other sports, like NBA, like you listen to ESPN NBA. Like those guys have, have energy. You know, football announcers have energy. They're analyzing plays. Baseball is like sitting around watching paint dry and just making comments about it. Could you imagine Gus Johnson doing MLB? <laughs> oh, baby. <laughs> <laughs> like, or like, like, or, uh, guess a Marv Albert doing some major league games. Yeah, like, <laughs> yes. Aaron, Kevin, like, it's a home run. Yes. <laughs> You're watching the Yankees on Yes. <laughs> Which I guess like Kevin like Kevin Harlan, right? Could you imagine right. like Kevin Harlan doing a Yankees right. game? Like it'd be it'd be outstanding. Like I'd love it. That's why I kinda I kinda like watching like Matt Viscurgeon do like Sunday night baseball because he has a little energy, he has a little excitement. Too bad like like the games are always terrible that they pick, but he's got some excitement. Matt That's what baseball Viscurgeon needs. Viscurgeon is excited. Yes. Oh boy, you sit around and do that a lot, don't you? Yes. I love it. If I could do Mike Breen, I would. Bang. All right, Chris. Why don't you tell us what's what's coming up this this next uh, <laughs> calendar week here? All right. What's coming up? Let's throw it to Marv. 
next week. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Next week, the week ahead. So we have this, uh, the remainder of this three game series with the Detroit Tigers on uh, Saturday. You're listening to this on Saturday the 1st. I'll be coming to you live from Yankee Stadium on Sunday the 2nd. And then uh, they're off on Monday the 3rd. And then they've got a three game set with the Houston Astros May 4th through May 6th. The Astros at the time of this recording are currently 13 and 12, and they are fourth in the AL West. And then next weekend, they welcome the Washington Nationals to the stadium. Three game set May 5th through the 9th. I believe those are all MasterCard ticket games. So whatever the hell that means, go buy your tickets with your MasterCard and bring your vaccination card. <laughs> um, currently, the Nationals are nine and 12, and they are last in the National League East. So that's what's coming up in the coming week. Alex, since you are our guest, would you like to give us a prediction of how you think they will fare the rest of this Detroit series and versus the Astros? And uh, you can go, okay, go go through the Nationals. Give, give us uh, what do you think their record will be over the next eight games? All right. Um, I'm just looking at who's like on tap to pitch next. Um, honestly, I think. How many games uh, is TBD as- pitching? <laughs> um, they've got. I'm looking at CBS, and they've got a pretty out there. But I think, I think the Yankees will split with Detroit. Ooh. I think they'll, I think they'll drop tomorrow. To be honest with you, um, as much as I like Tyone, thank you for not dropping um, on Sunday because I do not want to go there and see them lose. No, I, I think they'll split on. I think they'll split with Detroit. So that's one and one. I think that um, honestly, I don't. This is now just my. Houston hatred. They're mm-hmm. gonna sweep Houston because screw Houston. Um, so that's three and one. And then I guess before next Friday, are we counting next Friday as as part of my prediction? Or yeah, do yeah, I have take, to go take, up to the take a throw? Take a throw. Um, if you're I right, think, we'll bring you back. If you're wrong, you're never coming on. <laughs> I think that uh, truthfully, I'm not as much as I like Tyone's stuff. I, I'm not sold on him. Um, I think between uh, I think. On next Friday, they'll drop to to Washington. So four and two, I'm going to say. All right. I'll go next. I think I, that's, go ahead. All right. Uh, I'm going to say they will sweep the Tigers because they need to sweep the Tigers. You cannot mm-hmm. lose a game to this team. And they better 10 run them for the next two nights. So I'm going to say sweeping the Tigers. So uh, not including tonight, but so that's two and oh. Uh, Houston, I will go uh, two and one. So now we're at four and one, and uh, I, I say they'll probably go two and one against the Nationals. So that would be uh, six and two over their next eight. That's what I. That's what say me. What do you think, AJ? Uh, I'm trying to find the uh, the pitching matchups here. I'm having a hard time finding the pitching matchups, but I'll just I'll just go with numbers here. I, I think they should beat Detroit the next two games. So are we doing this? I'm sorry. Are we doing this through next Friday? I, I predicted it over the next eight. So. So you did it through the ninth. Okay. Yeah. Um, so so that whole thing that I did before, when we yeah, record yeah. on Fridays, I'm only going to recap Saturday to got Thursday. It, got it, got it, got it. We're going to predict. It. I dig it. I dig it. I dig it. All right. Uh, let's see. So two there. I'll give them four there. And if anybody's uh, listening uh, who's what? keeping track of our predictions, let us know because we're not. Yeah. <laughs> I'll give I'll give them. You know what? I'm going to say they're getting hot. I'm going to give them five wins. I'm going to go five and three between May 1st to May 9th. All right. Hey. I think I, I, if I were going to extrapolate out because I stopped on uh, I stopped on Friday. I think I agree. I, I agree with you, AJ. I think five and three is a is a solid number. Ultimately, but the I, goal I think, is to 
sit down next week and have them be an over 500 baseball team. Correct. It'd be nice. So I really hate when baseball has no Monday games. Can I just talk about that real quick? What? Sorry, okay. I'm so April is over. April is over. So we're going to see less off days. No, they're, they're off every Monday, except for one this month. Uh, that's, a, that's a bad job by the schedule maker. Yeah. No, two. Sorry. They play the 31st. They had the day the game yesterday so they could get on the bus from Baltimore to New York. Come on. Well, I think they also wanted to not play around with the NFL draft. I'll be honest with you. The biggest waste of time and the most overblown right. sports event in all of sports. Yeah. Of course, I was the idiot sitting there watching it because I went over to a couple of to a guy I teach with. He has like he's like, I love the draft. Come over for the draft. I was like, what are you serving? And it was good enough for me to go and eat. So <laughs> good time. Good time. But I was like, was the NFL draft produced by WWE Entertainment? Because like the yeah. stage, the um, Kings of Leon. Where the hell have they been? Why were they the headlining band of the draft? I guess they're hanging out in Cleveland. Uh, Cleveland rocks, I guess. I don't know. Um, but uh, we're not here to talk football because we like America's pastime. Baseball. And the Jets are terrible. And yeah, you are two sad, sad Jet fans. I'm staying optimistic for this coming year. That's all you've got to hang on to. It's That's optimism. That's it. That's it. Uh, boy. All right. Let's finish up with uh, the Yankee trivia question. And uh, again, shout out to my pops. This episode's trivia question was, who are the top five switch hitting home run hitters in Yankee history? Now, I don't know if you guys have had a chance to look, but Alex, you said you had three out of the five. Why don't you present Um, the answer to the question? I will. I was able to get the top three. Um, Mm. Number one, Mickey Mantle at 536. Bernie Williams at 287. Jorge Posada at 275. Mark Teixeira at 206. And Roy White at 160. I guessed the Mick. I guessed Bernie, and I, I and I guessed Jorge, and I was I was dead on on those three, and just Tashera and and Roy White just were. Whoosh. Let me just, I mean, how awesome! I did, never got to see Mickey Mantle play. Obviously, not not in my uh, my demographic. Um, what a drop off from number one to number two. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, I don't do a lot of good math, but you could. Do, what's two eighty seven times two? It's five seventy four. Okay, never mind. The point is, boot. But it's close enough. I mean, it just it just really shows you just how good Mickey. I mean, like we're like, yeah, Mickey Mantle. He was an all time great. No, like he was like amazing, like just otherworldly, right. like 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 from from the like from the moon of Titan, amazing, right? Like now, and, and again, just insane. If you took Mickey Mantle's talent and you put him in today. It's and, and, and dude, how you we're care not, for, we are we're, no, no, hold on. we're and, not and, having this conversation. No, no. All I'm saying is how athletes take care of themselves today. Oh, you mean not drinking like a bottle of whiskey night? <laughs> like, like, right. like, 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 like he did. <laughs> right. He he did what he did at a point, And this is, you know, stories my dad tells me that he was on one leg or one and a half legs towards the end of his career doing what he was doing. So if he was an athlete by today's standards, you know. That's right. We'd be looking at Mike Trout. Yeah. <laughs> right. And my dad tells me, he always, AJ, we recently had a question regarding like stolen bases and stuff like that, right? I, I yes. forget which episode. Yeah. But he always reminds me of this Mickey Mantle quote that like Mickey said, 
obviously after he was retired that like if like hitting 40 home runs and stealing 40 bases a year was like an important thing like he would have done it every year hmm. but it wasn't something they they kept track of or gave a crap about you know so different yeah. times different times cool all right aj Yankees take win. us home the Yankees, Yankees win, win. Uh, oh my god <laughs> yes all right, so that's going to do it from us here at The Chase 428. We appreciate you all listening and joining us for this conversation. We Alex, love the Yankees. We appreciate we you coming on to the podcast. Wow. You know what I'd appreciate? That voice just stayed with this episode and never went back again. And if you feel the same way, please feel free to email us at feedback at chase428.com or connect with us via Twitter at chase for 28 pod and tell Chris never to do that voice again or just communicate with us because we, we like, we like seeing some of those tweets out there. Alex is an avid follower of the podcast and uh, look at him. Here he is guest starring Jeff on. I had a blast fellas. This was a lot of fun talking Yankees on a Friday night. Not, you know, just, just to me, a, Alex, a lot you know of fun. What? Maybe I would say this Go is ahead. like, you know, you're watching the game on yes. And you got, you know, Michael Kay and David Cohn or Flash doing a game and, you know, Bernie Williams shows up in the booth and does a couple innings. We had you for the whole show. You did the whole thing with us. The fact that you are equating me with Bernie Williams, my all-time favorite Yankee, is, is makes, makes me make warms absolutely warms my heart, Christopher. I absolutely love it. Um, but listen to all the listeners out there. If you respond to Twitter and you you know send AJ and Chris messages, maybe you could be a guest star too. You too. Who knows? You can sit in the chair. <laughs> all right. Very cool. AJ, did you do the big wrap up? I, I sort didn't do of the big wrap up. The big wrap up. The big wrap up. I was just talking about, I was was getting there, but. We could split it up. You want to split it up? Go for it. All right. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Chaser 28 podcast. You could support the show in three ways. The first way I'll tell you about. Tell a fellow Yankee fan about this podcast. Telling people about a podcast you enjoy is the best way to spread the word. AJ? If you want to, which we'd appreciate. Become a legend by visiting chasefor28.com slash legend. Alex? Uh, and if you really want, you could grab some Chase for 28 merch by visiting chasefor28.com slash, slash merch. And make sure to follow the boys on Twitter at chasefor28pod. I'm also a Rosie on Twitter. Just throwing that out there. There you go. Good call. Nice. Nice. Good call. Alex, we will be throwing some Chase for 28 merch your way for being here on the show. I was going to go with the Ruth's Chris Steakhouse gift card, but unfortunately, they Del do Frisco's. not sponsor this segment. Del Frisco's. <laughs> <laughs> um, AJ, do you get anything in the mail this week? Nothing. I know, Nada. because it's not coming this week. So Okay, so good thing I didn't get anything. <laughs> good thing you didn't get anything, because it wasn't from me. Um but it, it, it will be coming. And Alex, we're going to send you something nice for being a part of the show. We really appreciate you taking the time tonight. And, uh, and always. And always. I appreciate I appreciate y'all having me. Hope hope to do it again sometime soon. I think we can make it happen. Yeah, we know a guy. All right. Let's go, Yanks. And we will see you next week on The Chase for 28. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah.